Amen. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3. We'll start at verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. I want to talk just for a few moments on the pursuit of purpose. The pursuit of purpose. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The pursuit of, of purpose. Um, I got I want you to get your mind ready because this is probably going to be a relatively short sermon, but I'm going to ask you to do a few things that may make you uncomfortable. Okay, so I want you to kind of get your mind ready. I know it's 9 o'clock in the morning and you're like, you don't have time for all of this, but just just bear with me. Um, I, I, I believe that God wants to do something special and unique here today, um, and, and all of us play a part in, in that coming to pass. Amen? Um, the pursuit of purpose. We all know what purpose is. Or at the very least, we all have an idea of what, what it means. Purpose is the reason for which something is done or the reason something is created. The reason something is done or created. Or the reason for which something exists. The reason for which something exists. Purpose, nothing can truly begin until it is understood. Purpose can't truly begin until it is understood. Purpose, everything begins and everything ends with purpose. Purpose is the desired result that initiates production. Purpose is the destination that prompts the journey. Purpose, purpose, without it, your existence has no meaning. Purpose. Purpose. It, it, it is why so many smoke and drink and inoculate themselves because they feel no sense of purpose. And yet on the flip side, it is why many people who have full, rich, rewarding, prosperous lives, not because they are rich or because they are famous. The reason many in our purview seem so fulfilled and peacefully prosperous is because they have tapped into this thing called purpose. One of the biggest questions I've received most of my time in ministry is centered around this question of purpose. What is my purpose? How do I know if I'm living out my purpose? Every product is produced on purpose. Watch this for a purpose. Listen again. Every product is produced on purpose for a purpose. And guess what? In the case of God, you are the product. You are the creation. Let me put it differently for you. Nothing about you is a mistake. Nothing about you is a mistake. Origin story aside, Nothing about you is a mistake. Job 42 tells us that God can do all things. No purpose of his can be thwarted. How you got here is inconsequential to the fact 
And the fact is, God did not make a mistake when he made you. You are the product of an intentional, deliberate designer. God himself called you and planted the seeds of purpose on the inside of you. There are a couple of things that I'd like you to understand regarding yourself as we close 2023 out. Number one, God's purpose for your life dictated your design. God's purpose for your life dictated your design, who you are, your personality trait, your skill set, the things you enjoy, the things you can naturally do with little to no effort, your temperament, everything that makes you unique was given to you on purpose and for a purpose. Are you hearing me? Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them who, are, who love God and are called according to his purpose. Understand this, Moses was a deliverer long before he led Israel out of Egypt. God gifted him from his birth. Moses was, had the character traits and the skill sets and the abilities from birth. He was born a leader. He was born a deliverer. You know the story in Exodus chapter 2. Verse 11, Moses sees an Egyptian beating a Hebrew slave. He checks to make sure that no one is looking. Then he kills the Egyptian and buries the body in the sand. Moses' gift as a freedom fighter is in operation, and yet he is no closer to the larger purpose that God would eventually use him for. You know the rest of the story. Some 40 years later, he steps into God's given purpose, and he leads Israel out of Egypt. God's purpose for your life dictates your design. Number two, purpose cannot be fulfilled in isolation. Your purpose, God's purpose for your life cannot be filled in isolation. Watch this. You are not wiser than the creator. Many of you are struggling with experiencing God's purpose and plan fulfilled in your life because you don't do people. You're trying to figure out how God's purpose can be made manifest in your life apart from people. And God says, that don't work like that. Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that we come together to form one body. No one gets to operate independently or separately from the larger whole. Number three, God's purpose is multifaceted. Meaning his purpose for your life isn't tied to just one thing. Me meaning that your purpose, capital P, is tied to your purpose or purposes, lowercase p. What do you mean, Pastor Ronald? Meaning that I am purpose. Part of my purpose is to be a great father. Got two little rugrats at home sleeping right now. I am called. I am, it, it is part of my purpose, my God-given purpose, to raise str a strong man and a strong woman. It's my purpose. That's my little P, but that goes back to the big P. And the big P is to raise men and women of God, to, to, to raise them up in a way that honors and glorifies God. I'm called to be a husband. My wife is so lucky, y'all. She doesn't even realize it, how lucky she is to have me. You remember suddenly Boaz. You remember that. She's blessed. She's blessed. She's blessed. That whole scene was prophetic. She didn't even realize it. It was prophetic. 
Little P, little P. <laughs> my purpose is to be a great husband, to provide, to protect, to be willing to lay down my life for my wife. But that points me back to my larger P, right? To, to, to honor God, to glorify God in the way that I lead my family. I'm called to be a singer, called to be a musician. That's part of my purpose. There's a natural ability that got placed inside of me for music, right? That's my little purpose. Now, I could, I could choose, and I have done this before. I've, 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 I've performed at, at secular events. I've done Stevie Wonder and, and, and different, different artists, and, that's, you know, it's, and it's all great, and it's all cool. People enjoy it. They had a great time. They dance and all those different things. But my larger P is to use that gift. My larger purpose is to honor God and lift up the name of Jesus and to glorify God with the gift that he's given me, my purpose. Does that make sense? Am I talking to you? Right? And so your gift is multi, your purpose is multifaceted, meaning when God planted the seed of purpose on the inside of you, it wasn't just one thing. There are several things that you can do that he's gifted you to do. But all of those things, everything that I do, he says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. Everything that I do should point people back to God. Purpose. Many of us this year, many of us this year have struggled with feeling like I, I just kind of going through the motions. It happens a lot for many times. It happens with us with around the, the second quarter of the year, second and third quarter of the year, end of the second quarter, beginning of the third quarter, you start feeling like you're just trying to survive the year now. First quarter, you're excited. You got your goals. You got your gym membership. You got your vision written down. January, you good. February, you good. March, you had a falling off, but you're back, you good. April, May comes around. By the time you get to June and July, you're just like, Lord, I'm just trying to get through this year. But it's because we're forgetting the fact that everything that we do, we should be doing it to the glory of God. Everything. Everything that I do, I have to keep God first. He is my why. How do I know this? Because he is my creator. Does that make sense? Number four, purpose transforms mistakes into miracles. Purpose transforms mistakes into miracles. Purpose transforms mistakes into miracles. This year, I made some mistakes. But I've watched God use those mistakes to build me and to grow me and to develop me in different ways. I'm talking about Ronald right now. I've watched God in his grace and his mercy take my mistakes. If I'm willing to confess and admit, God, I dropped the ball right here. And I've watched God turn it around for my good. I've watched God grow me and mature me and develop me in ways that I would not have been developed if I had not yielded to the, the possibility that I've erred. Your mistakes are not the end of a thing. The seasons of your life this year that were hard and difficult, did you allow God to use you to develop character in you? 
to develop patience in you, to develop the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit on the inside of you. Purpose transforms disappointments into testimonies. There's some things that I thought were going to be mine this year. Some victories I thought were coming right down the pipeline. But life, life. Life, life, man. And I didn't realize, I didn't recognize, I didn't know how we were going to figure some things out. But I watched God in his miraculous love. I'm going to trip over this water. I've watched God in his miraculous love. I watched him come in like a, like a good, good father and open doors that people said couldn't be opened and close doors that needed to be closed in my life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So God will transform you. Does anybody experience some disappointments this year? Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you, you're a, the enemy is causing you to believe that it's an L, that you took an L. But my Bible says that God will work all of that stuff out for my good. But watch this. It's according to his purpose, though. I love the story of Joseph in the Bible. Joseph failed his way into purpose. He failed all throughout the story. Got tossed into a pit by his brothers. Then got sold into slavery. Then ended up in, in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's house accused him of, of, of sexual assault. Potiphar's husband, I mean, and then Potiphar throws Joseph in jail. And then from jail, he's underneath the palace. He failed his way all the way through to his purpose being fulfilled. God will use an L. God will use a disappointment. God will use a tragedy. God will use a circumstance. He will use a valley season to expedite you to your purpose. God's purpose for your life is not hindered by your past. His purpose, watch this, his purpose is resilient. His purpose is resilient. He waited for Moses another 40 years. God's purpose for your life will outlast your mistake. Listen to me. God's purpose for your life will outlast your mistake. Any mistakes you made in your business, any mistakes you made in your marriage, any mistakes you made as a father or a mother, any mistakes that you made, goals that you didn't you didn't reach goals that you didn't hit, any marks you didn't hit. God can use that. God says, I got nothing but time. I got nothing but time. So I want to give you just a few things to consider. <clears throat> and we're going to transition and then we're done. One of the things that, I, that I've learned this year, that I've learned this year, <clears throat> is I can't excuse away the conviction from the Holy Spirit. Don't excuse away conviction from the Holy Spirit. Anybody saved in here? Anybody saved? Just asking. Just asking questions. Just asking questions. You'd be surprised how many folks just come to church because their mama say, you better go to church. If you are saved, then the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you, right? And so, this is why I love my son. I love my son. 
my, my son and I, we have this conversation. So he's, he's working on his relationship with his sister. My son has no grace for Tia. None. No grace for Tia. And, and so, so they're, 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 they're play wrestling the other day. And, and Tia got him good. You know, got him good. Got him, you know, kind of punched him a little bit in, in the stomach there. And Trip just lost it. He just lost his mind, and he, like, did this move for Tia, like WWE style, and just kind of slammed her onto the air mattress. And, and I talked to him. I said, bro, why are you treating your sister like this? This is a girl. This is a sister. You're supposed to protect her. He says, but there's a voice that told me to hurt her, Dad. <laughs> so this is good. This is good. Let's talk about this voice. Let's talk about this voice. I said, what else did the voice tell you to do? He said, well, at the moment, he said, just hurt her. Just do whatever you need to do to hurt her. So that's why I picked her up, and I slammed her down as hard as I could. I said, okay. I said, but you told me you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord. And you, you invited Jesus to come into your heart, right? He said, yeah. I said, well, what did that voice tell you to do? So the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So what did that voice tell you to do? He said, I ignored that voice. And Revelation was born. I was like, because that's what we do. Holy Spirit is speaking to us. And we ignore the voice. That's why I love children, man, because they'll tell, they'll tell the truth. But adults will excuse it all the way. We're talking about I was triggered and my trauma and my past and my pain and my this and he did this and they did that. But at the end of the day, we're just ignoring the Holy Spirit. We're choosing to ignore what the Holy Spirit is leading us and telling us to do. Most of the time, it's because it's contrary to what we want to do. Me and my wife got into it a couple of, couple of weeks back. And when I say got into it, I mean like, you know, we got into it. We got into it. And, and, and I was absolutely right. I mean, I'm Boaz, right? I, I was right. I was right. She knew I was right. Heaven knew I was right. I mean, all of the angels, the seraphims, and the, the, everybody knew that I was right. And the Holy Spirit tells me to go reconcile. And I chose to ignore. And I made great excuses why I needed to ignore what the Holy Spirit was clearly telling me to do. I even said, that's not you, Holy Spirit. That's not you. You wouldn't tell me to do this. You would not tell me to go and reconcile with this young lady after she did what she did and said what she said. No, you would not do that to me. And finally, after a couple of hours, I go back and I reconcile. And there's a peace that comes over our home. And God reminds me who I'm called to be in our house. Who are you called to be in the relationship that you're in, in, in the relationships that you're in? Who are you called to be in your home? Who are you called to be on your job? Remember his purpose? I know what the handbook policy says. I know what HR says. I know all these different things. What is Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit telling you to do? Who is he telling you to be on the job? Because, again, the, the larger P, his purpose, his plan being established, his kingdom coming and his will being done, on the earth as it is in heaven. Don't excuse away the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And here's the last thing I want to say. I want to transition. Responsibility is the birthplace of accountability. 
Responsibility is the birthplace of accountability. Responsibility is the birthplace of accountability, meaning many of us, we need, most of us, all of us need accountability. We need to be held accountable in some areas of our lives. But first, we have to understand and take responsibility that there's areas in our lives that are lacking. My daughter, I love her. She's five years old. My daughter can do anything. She really believes that she can drive a car if I give her the keys. Right? She's, oh, Dad, let me do it. Let me do it. She's trying to open up a container. Dad, let me do it. Let me do it. See, I, I can help you with this. She's trying to put together her, what her little van, vanity for her, you know, nails and make whatever she does, you know, a little vanity thing. I can, I can do it. I can put it together. I can do it. And so finally, I just dropped everything down, and I said, okay, do it. And I walked away. And after about five or ten minutes, she came back to me crying. She said, Dad, I need help. I need help. And I said, that's all Daddy wants to do is help you. I just want to help you. I know that you can do certain things, but my job is to help you, to teach you. Let's do it together. I'll show you certain things. I'll show you how to do this. Let's do it together. I really didn't want to do it together because I can do it faster by myself, (laughs) if I'm being honest. But I wanted her to understand that it's okay to ask for help. And sometimes we forget that as adults. You need help. No, really, you need help. You need help. There are areas of my life, I mean, the the moment I was able to sit down and ask somebody and say, man, listen, I need some help. I watched that place start to heal. Not only heal, but I, I watched it start to grow. I got stronger in this area. One of the areas was, was around, was centered around finance. I didn't grow up if I'm being honest, I didn't grow up. My dad didn't teach me how to budget. He didn't teach me about money. And so I was one of those guys on the first and the fifteenth. I knew I got paid. So I'm gonna just kind of swipe the card until it starts saying stuff like it's declined. You know, I, that's kinda, <laughs> that's that's kind of how I used to live my life. I never wanted to check the books, I never wanted to go, you know, log onto my bank account. I just was like, oh, it's the first, I got some money in there. Let me go ahead and you know take care of rent. And now I got some money to buy some jeans and some shoes or some other things. But it wasn't until I had to start really adulting, adulting, that I realized, I can't, I can't live like this. And so I had to ask someone for help. And the person I asked for help, watch this, they held me accountable. So they said, Ron, what's your, what's your login information for your, for your bank account? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what? That's my personal information. He says, no, 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 you don't understand. Not, now that you confessed that you need help in this area, I'm going to help you in this area. So give me your login. And at any time, I'm going to log into your bank account to see how you're spending your money. I said, wait, hold on, hold on, player. Hold on, wait a minute. You want my login? He says, yeah, if you really want to grow in this area, you need accountability. You need accountability. 
And many of us are in that same space. You've been dealing with something for years because you refuse to take responsibility so that you can get the accountability so they can get the growth that you need. And so here we are at 2023, getting ready to step into 2024, and some areas that you're still struggling with, watch this, God says, you don't have to struggle if you can only take responsibility and say, I, this is me, this is not anybody else, this is me. I'm struggling in this area and I need accountability. That's what marriage is for me, accountability. It's accountability. And for my wife, it's accountability. Because all we do is we walk around holding mirrors up. This is who you are. This is who you are. This is how you handle trouble. This is how you handle me. This is how you deal. And what's, what's difficult, and I'm done, what's challenging is if you find yourself in a relationship with somebody who has held up the mirror so you can see you, but they close their eyes and refuse to see themselves. talks about being unequally yoked. That's not just your socioeconomic status. And so your purpose, your purpose in life, your purpose as a believer in everything that you do is to honor God. It's to glorify God. It's to live in such a way that when people see you, they see the kingdom. That when they encounter you, they encounter Jesus. Whether that's on the football field, whether that's at the mall, whether it's in your home. No matter what you do, everything you do, do to the glory of God. Let's stand to our feet. This was going to get weird and uncomfortable. three groups of people that I want to pray for. I want to pray for I want to pray for for the men in this room. Your husbands, um, your fathers. You don't just have broad shoulders to have broad shoulders. You have broad shoulders to carry the load headship. Um, I want to pray for you. So if you're here and you identify as a man, that, that was a joke, right? On all the men, just lift your hands. Just lift your hands. Lord, I thank you established them, you've given them families, you've given them businesses, you've given them children, you've given them stewardship and responsibility. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would stir up the, the gifts on the inside of them, that you would strengthen them for this new year, that you would strengthen them 
for everything you've called them to, that your purpose would reveal itself so clearly and so evidently, Father, that they will walk in the anointing that you've birthed and you've planted in them since before the foundation of the earth. They, they will be the protectors and the providers that you've called them to be. Father, I pray and I come against the hand of the enemy that would, that would cause them to believe, that, that would make them believe that they are not needed or not necessary in our society. But I pray in the name of Jesus that you would, that you would cause them to lead and to fix their eyes on you. That we, you would cause them to lead their families, to lead their communities, to lead their, their loved ones, to lead their spouses, Father. And they would stay focused on the task, stay focused on the mission, stay focused on the assignment. And we'll give you thanks and we'll give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you are here, men, if you are here with your wife or your children, I just want you to hold their hand. Mothers, if you are a single parent, you're a single mother, a single father, I want you to put your children in your mind. If they're not here, put your children in your mind. This goes for everyone. If you're a parent, I want you to put your children in your mind. What I want you to do, I'm going to pray, but take the, the next 20 seconds and just pray for your children, pray for your family. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Just pray. Just pray. greatest gifts you've given to mankind outside of your only begotten son, and that is the family. That is the, the beautiful representation of your love to us, strength and nurture, care, structure, protection. God, we thank you, Lord. For every family that is represented here. God, we thank you that you are the head of every household. That you are the forefront. That you are the that you are the the the, the originator, Lord God, and the creator, Lord God, of every family that we have represented in this place today. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that 2024 will be a year of of, of growing deeper in love for one another. That 2024 will be a year, Father, that they will experience you like never before. That they will experience you in the way that they interact with one another. That if there are if there are, are strained relationships, Father, that your love will come in. You said perfect love cast out all fear, Lord God. So we're praying, Lord God, now that perfect love will come in and heal any wounds, heal any scars in the name of Jesus. That 2024 will be a year, Lord God, where the families, Lord God, these families will grow and prosper, Lord God, and experience your goodness as a unit. In the name of Jesus. God, give us insight, give us wisdom, give us discernment and how to lead on purpose, how to lead intentionally, how to love intentionally, 
We come against the hand of the enemy that would try to heap upon us generational curses because we know in your word you said, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And so we declare that this year, this year will be a year of freedom for families, that they will smile again, that they will laugh again in the name of Jesus, that they will enjoy going home. They'll look forward to going home in the name of Jesus. God, give us wisdom, even, even when it comes to our iPads and our phones, Lord God, how we just pick them up and just, and just we're in the same room, but we're distant, Lord God. Give, uh, uh, allow us to hear and to heed the voice of the Holy Spirit when he says, put down devices and engage and interact. In the name of Jesus, that work will not consume us to the point that we forget why we do it. And we'll give you thanks and we'll give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. The last group of people that I want to pray for. I want to pray for you that are struggling with your purpose. Like you, like you know that you're called to glorify God, but you're struggling with your how. I want to pray for you. If that's you, just raise your hand real quick. It's okay. Yeah. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. I want to just challenge you really quickly. so many gifts in this room. Problem is, we tend to prioritize gifts. What do you mean? Well, we see what Pastor Frank does every week. We see what Rochelle does every week. We see other things, people who are doing what we think are big. And we say, I, I don't do that. I don't do that. The Bible says that God is no respecter of person. And what that simply means is, just like he placed gifts in our leaders, he's placed gifts in you. They're gifts that he's placed on the inside of you. You have gifts and abilities. Watch this. And people need what you have. And watch this. If I never sang another song up here, if I never preach another word up here, when I tell you I'm so excited about going home to my little kids and my wife, then I know there's so much purpose there. I enjoy We played Twisted last night. I almost broke my back again. But I know that 10, 15, 20 years from now, my kids are going to look back and remember this, this time. My purpose is tied into that. We went to the mall yesterday and we spent... It was supposed to be an hour. We spent eight hours in the mall yesterday. I was so upset. I was ready to go. But they had a blast. And nobody knew what was going on on the inside of me because I was like, yeah, let's go, let's go to Popeye's. Let's, do it. let's go to the food court. Let's do it. Let's climb the rock wall. I didn't climb the rock wall. But my family, I'm called to be here. I'm called. to them, my gifts are not for me. My gifts are for the people that I interact with. You want to know a secret? I don't really think I can sing that well. But I recognize that my gift is not for me. My gift is for the people
people that are delivered and are blessed and encouraged and point and and, and, and when I sing, the gift goes. I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm serious about this. I, I for the longest I have six CDs. I've never listened to the entire CD all the way through. But I recognize that my gift is not for me. My purpose is greater than, than, than how it serves me. The gifts that God is giving you are for other people. It's not for how it makes you feel. And so at some point in time this week, I want you to sit down with Jesus and ask the Holy Spirit, God, who am I? that you, I know, don't say did you, I know that you've planted gifts and you've planted purpose on the inside of me. Show me who I am. Show me what you want me to be, who you want me to be, where you want me to go, I'll do it. So lift your hands. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you that you've placed seeds of purpose on the inside of all of us. That's how much you love us. You remind us in Jeremiah that before we were formed in our mother's womb, you knew us and you called us by name. And so, God, we thank you that the gifts and the seeds of purpose, we declare that in 2024 that they will blossom, that they will reveal itself for your glory, for your purpose, for your kingdom, Father. Show us with clarity. Show us who we are. In Jesus' name we pray.